Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 81 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my only co-host for today, Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I, I find it funny that like on the little Zoom thing right now, it says that you're Nick Manella. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm just I'm I'm out of sorts already at six twenty in the morning, and I'm just like, what, yeah. like, what's going on here? There's, I don't know. Times are times are a little different right now. We're uh we're we're making it work with two of us, but uh, uh yeah, all things considered, I'm doing well. Uh, watched two good overtime hockey games last night. I'm ready Excellent. to talk about those as well as a couple others. So. Yeah, Nick decided to take his talents to fucking Aruba, so uh, he kind of stranded us out here. Hopefully this episode actually makes it on air because we're the two idiots who don't know what we're doing, and he does all the the gritty work behind the scenes. But uh, we're going to see what we can do here. God hoping that this goes off cleanly. Luckily, this one's not going on YouTube, at least not immediately, so I just chose right. to be fully naked for this one because <laughs> I figured that, you know, it'd just be fine that way. Yeah, of course. Don't have to worry about it, you know. Absolutely. Um, so I didn't actually get to watch the two overtime games yesterday. I did watch the highlights this morning, uh, before we get started, the empty betters roller hockey team did suffer their first loss since week one last night. It was a hard fought game. I think we took 11 penalties. Things got chippy. Things got real what, chippy. What team did you lose to? Was it a uh, purple pound town or whatever the hell? That it, is? it was, it was not purple pound town. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we had our way with them. No offense to those guys, but uh, we lost to the warriors. They're, they were below us in the standings too. Huh. Really dumb name. Um, they yeah. get a little creative here, but right, yeah. Uh, it was a hard fought game. Refs kind of, I don't want to blame the refs, but they kind of fucked us 11 penalties and a four on four game. That's like, you're dead. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little much. So uh, we're going to get on to the league news. But before we do, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Real Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Ranked to refree purposes, broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rank to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. All righty, let's get into it. So just a little bit before we uh, cover the series that are going on right now. We want to get you up to date on the news. Uh, Gary Bettman in the NHL upheld Nazem Kadri's eight-game suspension. Not a big surprise there, I would say. I think, you know, given his history, repeat offender, we were all kind of expecting that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the right call, I suppose. Again, I mean, don't even get me started on the whole consistency thing now that we've got another brutal hit from the other night to compare it to and, and seeing what he got. And, you know, yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, 
face value, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it, it was a dirty hit. I think we all agree on that. And then given the history, you kind of have to take that into consideration. I think that played a huge role. Uh, so no real surprise there. And then we actually had the draft lottery go on, I believe, two nights ago. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres have won the 2021 draft lottery. So, uh, you know, most people would probably be excited about that. I, I don't think that Sabres <laughs> fans are very excited about that. Uh, and Seattle actually got second. So that should be interesting. And then the Ducks go third, Devils go fourth, and Jackets get the fifth to round out the top five. Uh, any immediate thoughts on the Sabres getting the first? Yeah, pick? I mean, that's just a like, – exact. you nailed it. Like you said, you should always be excited about <laughs> winning the draft lottery, but uh, for some reason that one kind of feels like uh, like kind of like a middle finger almost. Uh, like, yeah, it does, like, right? here you go. Is this going to help? And they're like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. We're going to lose our star player too. Yeah. Um, I will say I saw something the other day about um, Jack Hughes saying that he hopes the devils take their brother, take his brother um, if he's available when, when they pick or something like that. I don't know if you saw yeah. that, but that's kind of cool. I, I don't um, know anything about the young, the youngest. I, I don't either. And um, I, 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 I thought I, I once knew his name and if, if you said it or if somebody said it, I would recognize immediately, but I'm not going to be able to pull that one out of my ass, unfortunately, but no, it's all good. I mean, you know, the draft, the draft is uh, the NHL draft. I always feel like doesn't get the, the same love as other sports and somewhat deservedly. So, cause you don't, it's not yeah. like you have these college guys that you're watching on ESPN like nationally, but True. Uh, it's the top 10 is always, always interesting. And uh, you know, I, I do feel a little bad for Buffalo. Cause I do think this is kind of a fuck you, as you said. I so. agree. And I think that, the jackets are a team that should be very lucky to be picking in the top five. They should be very happy to be picking the top five because boy, do they need guys, especially if they lose Seth Jones pretty soon. Like they, like he said, they will. Right. So uh, one last thing. And I don't know if we, I think I retweeted Wyshynski's tweet about this is that uh, for those of you who aren't aware in the Tampa Bay lightning arena, there's certain, um, certain seating i think it's like the premium club levels or whatever where the the policy is that you can't wear uh any team apparel that supports a different nhl team other than the lightning and i believe it was game five five i think it was game five in round one uh there was a panthers fan an 11 year old child keep in mind who was wearing Panthers gear at MLA arena um, in the premium section where you're not allowed to wear opposing team apparel. So Mike, my, my question is, and I'm, I'm not sure if you're even going to know the answer to this, but is this a, like, I, I think it's a stupid rule no matter what, but is there thinking here like that, like are these seats that can easily be on, seen on TV or something like that? Is that why, or is it just like a, a literal them being dicks? That's uh, I think, I think it's literal them being dicks, but if fit- it's club level, isn't that like sweets and stuff? Basically, yeah, you're not like going you- to see anything. Okay. All right. Continue. But to round out the story, basically this 11 year old kid got caught wearing Panthers gear and some like security hardo, like threatened to call like the cops and, 
you know, is giving the kids shit. And it all got caught on film, of course, because 2021. And then goes viral on the internet. People are up in arms like, he's an 11-year-old kid. This is a stupid fucking rule, blah, blah, blah. And then a day later, the Lightning changed the rule. So you are now allowed to wear opposing team apparel in the club section. Did you catch the video? Did you actually see the video? I did. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, yeah. it's it's the it's the kid and his dad, and the, the, I don't think the kid says anything the whole time. And in the video, we don't see at least unless there's another video. But in the video I watched, we don't see the kid or his dad. It's like the dad filming the two security guards that are talking to them. So mm-hmm. we only just see the guards the whole time. But uh, yeah, like they were both just like being like hey i'm I'm sorry like i'm sorry to tell you this but we're gonna have to ask you to either take the jersey off or leave basically and it was just like 11 year olds and and he uh i mean the the dad the dad took it a little out of hand he was like so is it just other nhl team apparel things i i can't wear or is i am i allowed to sit here and wear like a swastika on my on my chest and they were just like, uh, <laughs> guards like, so like, uh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, literally, oh. the guard was like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably couldn't wear that either. And, <laughs> and the guy was the like, well, but that's not in the rules. That's not the rules, is it? It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really catch the actual video. I just heard the, uh, the news headline. But the fact that that was a part of it is just like, peak florida story well and then people were commenting on it being like wait is this guy a nazi or something it's like oh my oh, jesus no this is uh this is classic I'll, I'll take this somewhere that it's not but yeah it's just classic florida that's the best way to put it like crazed yeah. florida fan gets kicked out of arena for comparing wearing panthers jersey to swastika or some right. shit like that yeah but uh yeah just a, a, a an interesting um headline for the nhl community but we're going to get into the series recaps right now. So we'll start with Boston, New York. We had game three happen last night, June 3rd. Uh, it was a hell of a game. I don't know if you got to catch it. I, I, I saw the first period and then I had to leave, but I got the highlights. And I would say my immediate reaction is of fucking course, Brad Marchand ices it yeah. in overtime. Yeah, I mean we've we've said it before and it's a bit of a cliche, but it really is like death taxes and playoff big goals by <laughs> Brad Marchand. But uh yeah, I, I did catch some of this game. I saw the first period or so. I yeah, most I saw all the first period, part of the second period at a bar last night in Chicago with my dad and my grandpa actually, and then I caught uh, the second period or the end of the second period back at my grandpa's house afterwards, but um, made it, made it home just in time to turn on the TV and uh, see that OT goal, which by the way, what, did you see the OT goal at least? Yeah, it was a crazy angle. What What's your thoughts there? And let's uh, talk about the goaltending decision in general by Barry Trotz here. Cause that one was a bit of a head scratcher for me. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen the OT goal, it's not even like – it was just the strangest thing. He's coming down the left wing, and he's like probably 10 feet away from the goal line uh, in the corner, like where the trapezoid is. And, I mean – And he's he's being pressured too. I don't yeah. know which defender it was, but there's an Islanders guy like right on him, like and, right where he needs to be. Yeah, and he just flicked his wrist basically. And, I mean, credit to him. He 
that was a perfectly placed shot. Literally hit the top right corner. You couldn't have painted it any better. But that's one that you know Varley's going to want to have back. Yeah, it it was uh, a, a good shot, but but at the same time, Varmov kind of like overplayed it. Like it, mm-hmm. he really didn't need to do what he did. And and the replay I saw, it it kind of like it's almost like the camera guy didn't expect him to shoot either. Cause he kind of pans over a little late. And by the time you see Varlamov, it's like already almost behind him. And so it's hard for me to see like what Varley saw initially, mm. but either way, Varley's like swinging his arm, like really hard forward just to try and like overplay. Like, I don't know. He, he yeah. definitely was off angle. Definitely overplayed a little bit. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a tough, Tough goal to let up at at that point. It was early on in the OT as well. Um, you want to talk I, about the goalie decision? I do, but I will say one more thing is that I saw on Twitter, somebody said, like, uh, this God, that goal has got to be, like, that, that goal has got to go in, like, one in a thousand times or something like that. Like, that's just such a crazy spot on the ice to shoot it from. Yeah. And, like, some, some, like, NHL, like, stat, Twitter account like superstat Twitter account responded and was like try one in three thousand we actually checked or something like that like meaning that they literally compiled like all the shots from like that spot on the ice over however many years they had and like it's literally like basically a one in three thousand chance of going to the net Dude, from that spot so that's brutal anyway yeah the goalie decision Barry Trotz I mean He's a hell of a coach. We always talk about how, you know, he knows how to win playoff series. He knows what he's doing to shut other teams down. He's a king of the videotape where, you know, he watches your team once on tape and he'll just break you down and and stuff you up. But the one thing all season I've been a little, like, confused and not totally on the same page as him with has been his goalie decisions. I feel like there's been a lot of nights where you expect to see Varley instead it's Sorokin. And then you expect to see Sorokin instead it's Varley. Varlamov has started three playoff games, I believe. And he has let in a goal in the first three minutes in all three of them. Uh, Series you mean? Or in general? I think in general. Okay. I think it's mostly been Ilya. I saw a stat yesterday that said he's let in a goal in his in his in the first three minutes in all three of his starts. So yeah, uh, that's not not a great look. Uh, and that happened last night with that Craig Smith goal. But right. um, I don't know. I thought Sorokin had been playing lights out. I know you know they lose game one, but Did, has Varlamov played all three games with Boston? The Boston series? I can't remember. No, I think Sorokin started game one. one. Hold on. Let me fact check this real quick. But I'm almost positive that Sorokin yeah, started game one. I mean, I guess in a, when you're talking about a 2-1 game yesterday, it's hard to put too much blame on the goalie. But, man, that was a bad shot to let in. So, you know, it's like so far from what I've seen from Varlamov, it, he's played relatively well, but there may be a couple softies. Uh, it's tough to lose game three in that building, especially with how loud it was to, to a shot like that. I'm going to be curious to see if, you know, this takes the wind out of their sails for game four, or if they want to rebound and come back, which I think was probably the most probable of all the scenarios. Sorokin started uh, game one. Okay. Yeah. I think, and uh, 
what's his nuts on uh, NBC? I'm drawing a blank. I think it might be Dominic Moore, but I can't remember. He was saying last night in the broadcast, he's like, you know, Varley is Trotz's guy. That's the guy that he believes in more. That's the guy who he believes is the steady Eddie anchor back there. So I don't know. Trotz has a method to his madness. I mean, there's Barzell had like three chances to ice the game. Uh, one in the end of the third period after he tied it and then two in overtime. Different conversation if one of those falls. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then to confirm, uh, Varley has started four games. Four games. Okay. This postseason. So, yeah. Anyway, but no, you're right. I mean, he, I will say, Varlamov is one of the best goalies in the year, uh, in the league this season. Yeah. Uh, this regular season, anyway. But he's just looked a little like mm-hmm. slow or not with it this postseason. I know it's only four games, but. You no, can't really, I, you can't I really afford to have four games where you're not with it. So right, it's just like on a shot like that, you just can't let that happen. You can't let that happen. But uh, we're gonna move over to Winnipeg, Montreal, uh, in what we thought would be the battle of the goaltenders, but game one kind of blew wide open. Uh, Montreal took down the Winnipeg Jets five to three. I think the viral clip and big storyline out of all of this is the Mark Shifley hit on i can't remember his first name but i think the last name is evans. jake evans jake evans uh we'll get to that in a second a couple notes i want to add before we get to that is that did you see nick suzuki's goal because that was I nasty yeah, it was like a was sick it, it was like a datsuk shootout like in a real game right yeah no that was impressive that kid that kid's a stud yeah he's sweet uh so suzuki scores Kakaniemi scores, you know, the young guns that they didn't play game one against Toronto continue to show why they belong here. And, and then Perry you got stall. Keep it going too. Yeah. Like exactly, exactly like you had said before uh, the Toronto series in your previews, they've got some wily veterans who, you know, are, are it's been a while since they've won a cup uh, and then playoff Petrie, uh, you know, it, that slap pass to Kakaniemi for the, for the second goal, I believe was just incredible. And, he continues to elevate his play in the postseason, but I mean that's how you gotta that's how you gotta beat Connor Hellbuck is get in behind him and and yeah you know Muck hands hard on the stick and and crash the net and everything. So yeah, kudos to Montreal for grinding that win out. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the big storyline here. Yeah, so uh, obviously Shifley has been handed a four-game suspension from the league. I believe the maximum allowable was five is what I read. Correct, and that's just because it was a phone hearing, and anytime they do a phone hearing, or rather anytime they do an in-person hearing, it means he's going to get six or more games um, guaranteed. So the fact that they announced that he was being offered a phone call hearing means that, yeah, maximum five. So what are your thoughts on this? And I know that I asked you after it happened and I I've had more chances to look at the replay now. So I'm curious what your, uh, your feedback is. Me too. Um, I, I think that I stand by my initial thoughts for the most part. It's a dirty hit uh, for multiple reasons. It's charging. The guy comes 200 feet to make the play. Uh, it's, a classic case of Jake Evans had absolutely zero chance to protect himself. Uh, And it's also high. It's the main point of contact is most certainly not the center um, of Evans body or his core at all. It's his head. And what sucks too, is that he gets knocked out before he hits the ice. Like he's, yeah, 
he's out cold before he is laying down, which makes it even more dangerous because he's just dropping like a rag doll, basically. And I mean, he's lucky that his head didn't like basketball on the ice in a situation like that. But right. Yeah, it, I mean, I get it. I, I I heard what um Paul Maurice, the uh, coach of the Jets, said about how it's a highly unusual play, and I'll agree with him on that. Um, obviously, when there's an empty net and it's a one-goal game and you're the team with the empty net, you want to do everything you can to not let the other team get that empty net because that usually means it's officially over unless you're the Caps against the Sharks in, like, 2019 <laughs> or whatever that was. But uh, – yeah, I get it. He, he's he's wheeling it up ice to try and get back there and, and make the play. But the more I look at it, I I feel like he knows this puck is in kind of kind of before he really lays the hit. And it, it's not a lot of time. It's not like a total like, oh, goal, and then I'm going to hit. It's like what was the one on the Penguins where – that guy got the empty netter and um oh yeah uh friedman scored and then fucking gossip spare exactly exactly it wasn't like that it's a totally different play than that because that was straight up like goal and then like two seconds pass and then it's like oh fuck you i'm gonna hit you now yeah but i do think that this one was like shifley had the chance to not do that there's also the argument that i've seen a lot that he didn't make any attempt to like use his stick to stop the puck. And usually if you're trying to prevent an empty net goal, you go directly for the puck in that situation. So I don't know. It's tough. He's coming around from behind the net. I saw another take that was like, anytime you're wrapping, anytime you're trying to wrap around and score a goal, you kind of know you're going to get rocked when you come around the other side of the net, but this is different because it's an empty net and that typically doesn't happen. So yeah, it, it's literally just what you said, Paul Marie said, is it's a really unusual play. And, you know, like part of me thinks, yeah, he maybe he could have thrown his stick out to poke check it. But when you factor in that it's a wraparound and the net plays a role in like shielding, you know, the puck from a guy, it's really hard to like judge. I think one of the other things that probably didn't help either is that I guess when you're like wrapping around, like, you're trying to like push down on the ice to keep like the puck flat. So you don't like, it doesn't like fly off your blade when you're going to wrap it around. So I think you're naturally lower to the ice. And I think that's maybe why he caught him up, up high a little more is because, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to get as low as he can to like put the pressure down on the puck. That all being that's said, a great point. Yeah. But that all being said, he fucking, destroyed him and i mean i don't really think it was necessary to that degree i maybe this is a hot take and i i I know um ra on chicklet said that he said this should maybe only be a one gamer or no more than a one gamer i would say two to three probably would have been okay i think four might be a little too much just because it's not like this was you know gutless interference like headshot like he he at the end of the day, he tried to stop a goal. You can argue whether he did the you know, best thing to do that or not. But um, the one thing I will say that I took away from that that scrap afterwards is that there's a picture of Nikolai Ehlers like guarding um, Evans' like body, for lack of a better term. Good while everybody's – yeah, while they're all just like beating the shit out of each other, which I thought was really awesome because a lot of times when dudes get like knocked out, 
there's a fight and then they like step all over the dude who's like knocked out i'm like yeah i'm like jesus like he's gonna be paralyzed like stop no Ealer's definitely had a, had a clear head on that one for sure um the only other thing i'll say about it and this you know you can't factor any of this into the suspension this is just you know separately makes it suck that much more but number one Evans does have a history of head injuries, which you never want to hear after you see a hit like that. And number two, this is his first NHL playoff goal. He's probably not even going to remember it, which is kind of a bummer. And number three, it was the kid's birthday. So was it it really? It it was. It was his birthday. It's such a bummer. I know. Um, I I believe he did not go to the hospital. Um, It sounds like they took him back to the hotel and it was very vague, but the, the update said like, he's at the hotel. He's like conscious and, and fine, but shaken up was the way, the way they like, they said it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't see an update after that. So I guess we'll stay tuned for that. Or I guess there may be one by now, but for the most part, that's pretty much all we know. And I will say, I mean, if you're the Winnipeg jets, you lose game one, you're probably about to lose game one anyway, and then you make that hit, and now you're out Mark Shifley for four more games. That's yeah, a tough up. uphill battle, man. He's there. Not only is he a, a top contributor against a goalie that it's hard to score goals against, Carey Price, but that's their number one center. Like, I mean, that – Yeah. That, that's whether he scores right. goals or not, you lose your number one center. It, I mean, yeah. That one's going to hurt, but – uh. A, a really gutsy win by Montreal, just like Mac has said a thousand times about the Habs. They've got, they're like, they're very diverse. You got two goals by Young Guns, a, a gritty goal by Gallagher being a crease monkey like he is. And then you get the veteran stepping in like Eric Stahl and getting an assist from Corey Perry. So the Habs, Habs look good. I'll give them Habs, credit. Um, have not had a four game winning streak since 2019, apparently. Holy shit. And that and this they would, are. Yeah, that's like four crazy. in a row. Well, I guess we'll see what uh game two holds in store tonight. But I will say before we move on, I'm I'm curious after game one, does your predict prediction change at all? Do you think, you know, do you wanna do you wanna say what your pick would be now if, if you could have that handicap of knowing what happened in game one? Uh I think I picked the Habs to win the series on the on the um insta page yeah okay. i did pick the habs to win this series i think i said habs in seven and uh i would probably change that maybe to habs in six at this point yeah that's, that's probably it. what i would say i don't yeah. know what if you would change i wish i should have asked about the boston new york one too but um i think i chose boston and you and nick chose new york in that uh yeah you might be right no i I thought I chose Boston. Either way, I'm choosing Boston now. But well, yeah, no, I I would like to see a game four win by the Islanders. Just because I, I want to, I want to see that arena erupt. Yep, I would love to see that. Uh, we're gonna move on to Vegas, Colorado. Do you want to change yours? <laughs> um, I'm not still yet. not ready to jump ship because as the as the I old saying it. goes, you're never in trouble until you lose at home. Um, so. I think Vegas did a good job in game two of, of playing the game they needed to after that rough game one performance. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough to not come out of there with a win, and I know it's tough to be down to nothing. But if you're Vegas, you kind of got to keep your head up after that game two and, and just you know move on and look at all the good things you did in that game. I mean, 
they outplayed the Avalanche in game two big time. They totally yeah. outshot them. Grubauer was unbelievable. I don't know if you watched that game too, but he was unfreaking believable. Uh, yeah. Flurry was too, but but Grubauer looked so confident. Um, and yeah, he was making some really sharp looking saves in that game. Uh, the other thing is R- Riley Smith got the game tying goal finally on like a little semi breakaway. Yeah, uh, nice. and then he managed to hit three posts after that throughout the course of the rest of regulation and overtime. Right. Um, and then obviously he takes the penalty that that causes the goal so in my mind dude like i watched that i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me and in overtime like if this is regular season december and you want to like not up the game fine whatever like who cares in a in a game two overtime playoff game i I just i'm sorry in my opinion that was a really soft call it was slashing right they called slashing because off the draw, Smith put his stick over top of Rantanen's to try to slow his progress. And yeah. when he clamped down on Rantanen's stick, Rantanen dropped his stick. Well, which, yeah, he wasn't like, holding it hard enough. Right. And, and I don't it was know. A the classic, f- they used to do the death checks in, uh, yeah. in practice and everything where, like, guys just standing over there and, like, some, some guy will come up and slash your stick. And it's like, oh, you're not holding. Like, hold on to your stick. Tiger, right, you freaking bender. Like that's that's what it was. Ranton it just wasn't right. holding the stick tough enough. And then obviously Ranton gets on the power play and ices the game in OT. But you know, I don't know the official rule book, and I'm not looking at it in front of me. I know when you slash someone and it breaks their stick, you get a penalty, which is fine. I don't disagree with that. Because but in that it, situation, the guy has to be holding it hard, and that right, the, the slash has to be hard as well for that to happen. But but when you drop your stick because of someone quote unquote slashing, I just have a hard time. I don't know if that's in the rule book where that's like an automatic penalty, but I have a really hard time like agreeing with that penalty. Yeah. I mean, that was some tic-tac shit. In general, I think a slashing call is one you don't want to see in overtime. Unless of course it's like you said, where a guy's stick literally breaks in half. I mean, there's not much you can do about that, but uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's usually either delay of game an egregious trip, like just a super, super obvious trip. Yeah. Uh, or of course, you know, any dangerous hits are still going to get called OT or not. But other than that, it should be whistles away, in my opinion. Yeah. And let the boys play. Yeah, 100%. Uh, switching and gears on. They no, saw, you- they, they sent, uh, as soon as Riley Smith went down the uh, tunnel, like as soon as the, the puck went in to end the game, the camera cut to Smith like, exiting the box and just immediately going down the tunnel and good for all the Vegas guys. Cause they all made sure to like give them a tap and be like, you know, you can't, yeah. What are you going to do? Beat yourself up over that one. <laughs> no, that happens literally. That's like calling holding on in football on the line. Like that, like guys are slashing and yeah. battling for position off face-offs all the exactly. time. So. And I think too, like, it's not just that, but it's the fact that Smith hit all those posts and he's probably feeling a little guilty about all that too. But again, he's the one who tied the game up. So, I mean, they wouldn't have even been in that situation otherwise. So, uh, Brandon Saad has five straight games with a goal. Really? Yeah. He's buzzing right now. So he, he's looked really good. And, uh, mm. I saw speaking of good guy alert, we talked about Nikolai Ehlers. I saw him make a, a play, just a really subtle thing the other night where he could have absolutely railed Chandler Stevenson 
Uh, he kind of had his head down on also what was sort of an unusual play where it was like in his skates and he didn't look up to the last second and Saad yeah. had a lot of momentum coming. And I was, I even braced as I was watching, I was like, Oh God, this is going to be a rough hit here. And yeah, I mean, Saad has been in the league for a long time. I guess he kind of knows how those things go. And he just, instead he just kind of braced Stevenson and got in his way and still like clogged up the play and, and allowed him to turn the puck over. But like, didn't right. like crush him. Didn't like, I mean, he, he, he very well could have knocked him out if he hit him as hard as he could. So it's good guy alert on that as well. For sure. Um, so not only is sod clicking, but you got Rantanen ends the game in OT. McKinnon is being McKinnon. McCarr is being McCarr. So Landis Cog's being Landis Cog. Everybody and Grubauer is playing amazing. So the Avalanche are six and zero in the playoffs. They haven't lost a game yet. So hopefully uh, we can, we can see a game three victory by Vegas to make this a little more interesting. And then in the third round, when Colorado hasn't faced any adversity, the Montreal Canadiens oh are going to come out God. of nowhere and just absolutely obliterate. If that happened, like if, that, and then go on to the cup final to play Boston. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> I, I hope that actually does happen. I, I, I wish it could. I highly doubt it can. I mean, I, I, I will say I, I've been shitting on Colorado this whole time saying, I don't think they're the real deal. I'm definitely dead wrong there. I mean, they, they look great. They're six. No, all their play. Like you said, all their players are, are doing what they're supposed to. There's really no guy on their team right now that I feel like deserves to be like reamed out for like not doing a good job. Like everybody right. is, is doing what they're supposed to. So uh, I will say I'm wrong there, but I'm not ready to admit I'm wrong. The Vegas can win this series. I still think they can. We'll see what happens. They need game three badly. Let's assume, I mean, if, if things stay like they are right now, it will be Montreal versus Colorado. And I'm curious to hear what you think the series price would be for Montreal if that were to happen. It have it would have to be like at least plus 300. I was going to say it's got to be in the 300. My initial yeah. gut reaction when you asked that was plus 310. Yeah, But I think it could right. even be higher than that. I, th- I, think I wouldn't it, even I think be shocked be if it was like 355 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. Uh, I will be betting Vegas for game three. I think you have to. I think I, you have to as well. I mean, they're going to be playing with pure desperation. So I'm going to be hammering the Vegas Golden Knights in game three, regardless game of tonight? the price. Uh, I, th- uh, I don't know. Yes, it is. It's tonight? 9 p.m. my time, 10 for you. Okay. I will be uh, I will be taking that. And then the last series, and truth be told, I did not get to watch this game, uh, but I did watch the highlights this morning. We got game two, Carolina, Tampa, uh, and uh, – oh, wait, I'm sorry. There were two games since we last spoke. Carolina and Tampa had game two where I believe the Bolts won two, two to, to one. one. Yeah. It was not a not a great showing for the Canes. They didn't they didn't score a goal until like the final like couple of minutes. It was two to nothing, and then they got one late, and that wasn't enough. But that last five minutes, Carolina poured it on. I remember watching that one because I did get to watch that. Uh, and it's just a classic Vasilevsky being the best goalie in the league and stealing right. the game. There's no yeah. way around it. And then but moving also, on. I mean, if you if you're Carolina, how about? find a way to score some goals earlier on and make, make a push yeah. earlier on. So, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Cause I feel like, uh, I feel like Carolina really 
held their own in the first two games. I don't think they really got outplayed per se. Right. But the goaltending was the difference. Well, I, I will say that I do take some pride. I mean, granted, I don't really like this series because I don't like either team and I have a hard time rooting for either team. Um, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay cause I hate the Canes more. Uh, but I took some joy in seeing the Canes lose two games at home and not be able to perform their little shitstorm activities after the, uh, game. Yeah. Sorry. I was just choking on my water. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, I gotta put my mic on. Um, yeah, the shitstorm thing is really stupid, but (laughs) last night, game three, (coughs) sorry, Canes bolts go to OT. I did not get to watch, but Ajo ices the game. I think he's got seven goals in the playoffs now, which is fucking insane. He's leading the league. I'll tell you what, last night's game was really interesting because as usual, Tampa Bay's power play was absolutely lethal. The first power play goal they scored was just this unreal tic-tac-toe play. Um, just no chance. Like, what is anybody on the ice going to do about a goal like that? And and the problem was the Canes kept taking penalties at really unfortunate points in the game. Um, I mentioned I was driving back from Chicago towards the end of that one as well, but I come in the door and I flip on the TV after the Islanders game ended immediately. Uh And I see that the Canes have another penalty on the board and there's like a minute left in regulation. I'm like, Oh my God, what are these guys doing? Like, don't they know that this Tampa power play is going to, is going to make them go down three Oh in the series if they're not careful here. And I don't know how, but the Canes managed to kill off one minute of the penalty in the final minute of the third period. And the second minute of the penalty in the first minute of overtime, which if you think about it, is kind of like killing two separate penalties altogether, and they get fresh ice for that in overtime too. So that's a tall order there. Uh, and even after they killed it, Tampa Bay was all over them. I, I was like, oh, man, this is this is looking like it's going to be all over, and if it is, they might just sweep, and and this could be ugly. But credit to Carolina. They, they battled out of the pressure and found a way to get it down ice and get a power play of their own. And Sebastian Ajo once again. So unrelated to this series, but going back to Colorado, Vegas, Colorado's won the game because of their power play. They had two, two goals that were power play goals and Vegas was taking way too many penalties. So uh, same rule applies here. It's starting to look like we're probably going to get most likely a Tampa Bay, Colorado Stanley Cup final, which would be a very good one, might I add. Uh, but Tampa or Boston, yeah. Let's see where the Canes take this because they're still on the road. I mean, they dropped I, – I think I said last episode, by the way, I thought Tampa – I think I said Tampa was at home the first two games. I apologize. I misspoke. I, I listened back and heard that. Um, Carolina dropped the first two games at home. And then they go into Tampa's barn and win game three. So hopefully they can pull out game four and make this a little interesting. I had had it in my head that those first two were in Tampa too. Like it, it didn't even strike me until halfway through last night's game. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. The bolts are wearing blue and the, the crowd's chanting, let's go bolts or whatever. And I was like, damn, I guess they really did drop the first two at home. So yeah. Yeah. The Canes uh, are in a little bit of trouble, but they find a way to win last night. So we'll see where, where that one goes. No, it's huge. Uh, and credit to Sebastian Otto. He's leading the playoffs in goals right now at seven. So he's looking very good, uh, even with those stupid ear guards that he wears that really make him look weird. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the ear guards, but uh, well, yeah. and their uniforms are stupid. The white uniforms <laughs> that just say canes, it's like, grow up. <laughs> Someone doesn't like Carolina. Um, do you have any other things that you want to add on any of the series before we wrap up here? I know this is kind of a shorter one. Um, we've only really had four or five games to cover since the last recorded. Yeah, um, I don't think I do. I think we pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. Um, Nick, do you have anything? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> God, yeah, right now, um, it's it's rainy in Baltimore. It's kind of cold. Not the best weather in the last two weeks. It like fucking monsoon last night. I can't speak for Milwaukee, but here is Nick Manella just casually going on a snorkeling trip in Aruba. I'm sure, you know, no internet, just completely off the grid. Must be nice. You know, he abandoned us, so. Yeah, he's probably just sleeping in right now. It's about 8.08 a.m. in uh, Aruba right now, so I'm sure he's just. uh, Casually waking up. Probably sleeping on a hammock or something and. Thinking about what he's going to do to the Jag next. Yeah. Alrighty, everybody. Well, we appreciate it. We just want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Maryland Mortgage Wiz. Are you planning on buying your first home this year? Get pre-approved and explore all financing options with Dave Fritz, the Mortgage Wiz, and also the leading scorer on the Empty Betters Roller Hockey Team. Interest rates are at historic lows and down payment assistance programs are available. Stop running and put your money in a place you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information. License in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender NML, NMLS number 3094. All righty, Mac. Good stuff. First time you and me have recorded just us two. I know you've done a couple in the past with, that, with just Nick when I had to go out. But this, right. is, this is a historic episode. The first Empty Betters episode without Nick Manella featured at all. So Ever. Yeah, true. Ever. We're, about, we're almost two years deep into this, 81 episodes in. So, Nick, you let us down. Sorry. Enjoy, enjoy <laughs> your vacation, to? buddy. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We need him very badly, actually. So. Yeah, I, it, I, Let's see if this episode actually makes it on air now. That'll be the <laughs> yeah, fun Yeah, we might be talking into the void right now. We'll see. But, uh... All right. And by the way, everyone, again, go check out the summer merch. We will be having a big announcement next week regarding our merch store that you guys will not want to miss. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be blasting it all over the social media platforms. Uh, you can go to emptybetters.com, go to shop, find it there. Links in I, all the bios. I did hear... Um, a little rumor that anybody that wears empty better summer merch this summer, basically like they'll have really good luck. They'll win a lot of money. And like, if they have like a crush, their crush is going to like fall in love with them. And like, it's going to be a great summer for them. So yeah, just basically go buy some merch and you might turn your whole life around. Uh, Mac, since I can't have Nick say class dismissed, do you want to do the honors? I would be honored to. There you go. So cap us off. So without further ado, class dismissed.